Hey, thanks for joining us as we kind of dig a little deeper into um, our message from Sunday, looking at 2 Samuel 15 and Psalm 3 when David was being pursued by Absalom and Absalom was trying to overtake the throne and, and this moment of rebellion and insurrection rose up and now David's on the run and he's afraid. And we mentioned in the message that, that my definition of fear is uh, the belief that someone or something that does not have my best interest at heart has control over me. Um, I, want you, I want you to think about that for a minute, a few components of that definition. One is it's a belief. It's not a fact, it's a belief. And, and so fear can well up in us rooted in our beliefs, in our thoughts, in our ideas, not necessarily rooted in reality. And so when I believe that someone or something that doesn't have my best interest at heart has control over me, the belief in and of itself is enough to cause fear. It doesn't need to be proven. It doesn't need to be fact. And, and so we have to tend to that. Um, we have to deal with our thoughts and our ideas and our beliefs if we're going to live fearlessly. And so the question becomes, in any given moment when I experience fear, maybe the best thing to do with that fear is to say, okay, who do I believe is in control right now? Do I believe it's me? Do I believe it's God? Do I believe it's the, the dog that's snarling and growling at me, running down the sidewalk towards me? Do I believe it's the bear? Do I believe it's the guy next to me in the car who is screaming and yelling because um, he perceives that I've maybe cut him off or slighted him somehow? Do I believe that it's the, you know, whatever it may be, the storm that's coming, the tornado that's there, the flood that's risen, the, the river overflowing its banks, the blizzard that's hitting? It all comes down to what I think's in control. And once I perceive that something is in control that does not have my best interest at heart, I'm always going to land in fear. And, and this is why fear is a sin. Because it's living into the belief that someone or something other than God is in control. And that strains the relationship. And I know that's not easy to hear, um, but... I want to toss this out. It's not easy to hear that fear is sin when we believe that sin is a behavioral issue. When I believe that, that my propensity to sin, my, my, um, the magnitude of sin in my life, the, the things that I do that are good or bad, when, when I reduce sin to simply a moral issue, not a relational issue, it's bad news to tell me that fear is sin because I don't want to be immoral. <laughs> I want to be able to look at myself and go, hey, you've come a long way. You're doing well. You're a good person. You've, you've arrived. You don't have sin in your life. And, and that's when we start to minimize our sin. We start to look at it and go, but everybody, everybody has fear. But it's just human nature. It's only natural. It's, it's just the way it is to be alive. But the reality is that when we look at it as a relational issue, then I have to address how I feel about God. Do I trust Him fully? Because if I trust Him fully, then I have to acknowledge that fear is distrust. Fear is to not acknowledge that He is good, that He is sovereign. And, and so at that point, 
when I view fear relationally, when I view sin relationally, fear can actually be an invitation from God. When I view sin behaviorally, fear will always be an impetus to try to try harder, to do more, to become better, or to hide it, to, to, to take my immorality and stuff it down. And, and so you think of the invitation from Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, which we're going to dive into in a few weeks. But his invitation is you be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And, and that word perfect is not a quality of moral life statement. It's actually maturity. Be fully grown. And so when we're fully grown in Christ, we don't have to fear the way Jesus didn't have to fear because as we fully grow, we become people who understand and know instinctively that God is sovereign, God is in control, God is good, God wants what's best for me. So you, you take that sovereignty and goodness and you put it together and you end up with a thought life, with a mind, beliefs, that would actually let you say, oh, no, if, if it's your will that I be crucified, that's fine. I won't fear anything. If it's your will that I be put into a tomb and a stone rolled in front of it for three days, that's fine. I won't fear anything. If it's your will that that tomb be opened and I be risen, that's fine. I won't fear anything. If it's your will that I walk into places where I'm not welcome, where people will look down on me or maybe even want me to go away or even attack me, that's fine. I can walk in those places because of trusting you. And so that's what fear does. Fear gives us a sense of beliefs that aren't rooted in truth. They're not rooted in reality. The only way to undo that in anything is to press into reality. And so really, when you get down to it, Fear is a product of believing something that's not true, which is this. Someone or something that does not have my best interest at heart is in control of me. So what's the antidote to fear? Well, it's faith. It's trust. The only way we can increase our faith and our trust in God is to know His reality more deeply, which is why our practice this week is meditating on Jeremiah 29.11. Meditation is a great way to press the truth of God deeper into your soul so that it becomes reflexive to live out of. Not something we have to tap into, but something that flows out of us. And so you can join us on Wednesday for the Meditation Minute. We'll talk for uh, just a couple moments on what it looks like to uh, meditate on uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 and how we push into that. So let me pray for you before you go into your groups. Father, I thank you that... Um, You've given us a pathway out of fear into a place of deep trust and abiding in you. But the best part about that, God, is that the reality that is you, that is your truth, is reality. And so it is not delusional to not live in fear because we trust that you're in control and that you have our best interest at heart. Matter of fact, God, fear is the delusion. The, the delusion of fear is that you're not in control, that you don't have our best interest at heart. And so to live outside of fear is actually to live into truth, into reality. So teach us 
to be people who can sense that reality, that truth, and can live into it more freely and deeply so that we can draw deeper into union with you and bless your name and benefit others. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, have a great time and discussion in your groups.